Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode 36, Do Nothing. Welcome back to another awareness offering. Grateful to share this space with you. If you would like to support this little podcast space, best ways you can do so are by subscribing, rating, and or leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen, which helps other people find the podcast. And if you'd like to share on social media or by word of mouth to help other people find the show, I am always incredibly grateful for that and always simply grateful to to do this and that you are here to listen. So let's join in the space of our show and our practice together with our opening ritual of singing the sound of Om one time. Om is the sound in Sanskrit and yoga philosophy that represents the energy of consciousness, the fundamental awareness that makes up everything in the universe. So we're asking for that kind of profound awareness when we sing Om. This is something you can sing out loud or you can just listen to do this practice. And if you're coming along, you might get your body into a comfortable position. You might close your eyes or just choose to soften your gaze by looking down the tip of your nose or at the floor. You might take a deep breath in through your nose if nostril breath is available to you right now. And exhale through your nose just to clear some space with your breath. And then we'll inhale for one sound of OM together. Thank you for joining me in that practice. I should have said this in the lead up rather than afterward, but of course, if you're not in a position where closing your eyes or softening your gaze is safe for you, if, if I ever offer that instruction, please don't do it. Please keep yourself safe. So now we'll go into this week's discussion. We're talking about doing nothing, which is sort of a paradox because it requires some kind of effort to talk about this, even though we're sort of talking about what is essentially effortlessness. And the reason that I'm talking about doing nothing, and it might be a brief talk because we might actually spend a little more time actually doing nothing together, which is a practice. Um, But the reason I was inspired to talk about this was because this was one of those weeks where I didn't really know what I was going to talk about on the podcast. There are quite often there are times where I have a particular topic I've been sitting with that I really want to talk about, or there's something going on in my life uh, that I want to share about as it relates to practice or something going on in the world that I would like to use as an entry point into practice. But there are times when I do not have a specific topic in mind. Um, I am not 
feeling the call to talk specifically about what exactly is going on in the world. And so I'm sort of left to sit with myself and say, okay, what's, you know, get, get a little more deeply curious and listen deeply to myself and to what's going on in the world and whatever it might be to say, okay, what's, what's actually happening here? What am I being called to share or what is, what is needed from me right now, if anything? Um, and, you know, sometimes the answer is, you know, my voice is not the voice that needs to be heard. There's, it's a huge, complex world with a lot of huge, complex things going on. Um, I'm in a position of privilege and my lived experience is different than many other people's. And I just am not an expert on a lot of things. And so sometimes I don't need to be the one who's speaking about things. Um, but anyway, all of that is just to sort of give context for the fact that there are these moments when I don't exactly know what I'm going to talk about. And this week, it really got up to the point where I started an episode about a particular topic and it kept not working out. I kept trying to record and things were just going wrong in a lot of various ways. And I wasn't feeling connected to the topic. I wasn't feeling kind of a flow of speech and thought that indicated this was something that was really um correct and and um for me to be talking about in that moment so I was like no this isn't it Uh, something you know there's friction here there's resistance here which is telling me this is actually not the thing I'm supposed to be talking about so I put that down I had actually opened up the space to possibly do a QA and a episode this week um, but didn't get responses as far as questions goes which is okay again another indication that this was not the moment for that so both of those original ideas there was just um, they didn't unfold and so that was the indication that's that wasn't what what I was supposed to be doing um, that wasn't um, the subject that needed to be explored this week but that left me here sitting right in this chair where I sit and record my podcast at the time when I usually record my podcast just sort of sitting in self-inquiry and curiosity and some confusion saying okay these things I thought I was going to talk about aren't working. There's nothing really coming to the surface that I feel incredibly, you know, aware that I want to or need to be talking about. So what am I going to do here? And then I realized that the answer is do nothing. And there's a couple of reasons that that came to mind for me. One of them is... Um, a teaching that comes from one of my friends and teachers, her teacher's teacher's teacher. <laughs> and you might hear that a lot in, in yoga circles because yoga is a lineage-based practice, which means, you know, I have a teacher and that teacher has a teacher and that teacher has a teacher and on and on because teachers have been passing this, this wisdom down to their students and then those students have been passing it down to others and so on and so forth for thousands of years. So that's what lineage is. So all the teachers have teachers. So one of my friends is also a teacher of mine her name is Allison or Mahadevi. You can find her on Instagram at Recovering Allison Ray, and I would highly recommend you do that. Um, but she has a teacher who has a teacher who has a teacher, and all of them, her teacher, she and all of her teachers quote this person a lot. It's Lee Lazowick uh, is a teacher to many of my teachers, and I don't have the exact quote, um, and so I'm going to have to just explain sort of the essence of of what Lee Lazowick talked about because. One of Lee Lazowick, who is a yoga teacher and again, teacher to many of my teachers, um, one of his teachings was do nothing. 
And essentially, from my understanding, the essence of this teaching is, you know, when you're in a position where you don't know what to do, or there's conflict or friction or whatever it might be, do nothing. And let the the heat that comes from that sense of friction when things are going exactly how we want them to, let the heat of that work on you. Just like, you know, the heat from fire can melt or combine or transform things, the heat of internal fire that comes when there's friction can transform us internally. So when we don't know what to do, according to Lee Loswick, and I am very much paraphrasing, but when we don't know what to do, the answer is do nothing and let the heat of that work on us. So that's one of the things that comes to mind when I don't know what to do is do nothing, essentially, from Lee Loswick. Um, and even more recently, I have been reading the book Peace is Every Step by Thich Nhat Hanh, who I consider my first mindfulness teacher. I found his teachings when I first got into practicing and teaching yoga, and they have influenced me ever since for almost a decade. And he left his body. He died a couple months ago, and that really impacted me and inspired me to continue to engage with his teachings and engage with them even more deeply than I was when he was alive. So I've been reading this book, uh, Peace is every step. And there is this passage in the book that I actually just read this morning. Um, And he was talking about the concept of aimlessness, the concept of aimlessness, which is essentially the idea that we live in this goal oriented society here in the West, where we always have to put something in front of us and walk toward it and meet goals and then form more goals and meet them. And there's always something more to do. There's always another end point to get to. And Thich Nhat Hanh, who is a Vietnamese Buddhist monk or was, and really still is, um, was a complete just master of mindfulness. Um, He talks about how that goal-oriented nature keeps us from living in the present moment because we're always prioritizing the fact that there's some place we got to get to next to meet a certain goal. And so he teaches and talks and writes about the value of aimlessness, of, of just enjoying where we are for the sake of where we are, doing what we're doing for the sake of doing what we're doing and not having a particular aim in mind and how that aimlessness can actually bring us more in touch with the present moment and the peace and equanimity and joy that can be found in the present moment when we actually live there, live in that moment. So there's this passage about aimlessness and he, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh talks about how often people say things like, don't just sit there, do something. But he offers that perhaps the, the better way to, uh, to think about that type of um, call to action, if you will, even though it's kind of not a call to action, but the better way to think about it is don't do something, just sit there. Not don't just sit there, do something, but don't do something, just sit there. Just be where you are, be aimless, do nothing. And in realizing as I sat here to record this podcast that I had, quote unquote, nothing to talk about um, and remembering that teaching from my teacher's 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 teacher and remembering the passage I read from another beloved teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, just this morning, I realized that that was the topic, that nothing was the topic. Aimlessness is the topic not always needing to figure out a solution. I had an episode called Don't Figure It Out recently. Um, Or meet a goal. Or 
you know, be somebody or somewhere or something, but instead just be where we are. Be aimless as a way of enjoying life, doing nothing as a way of allowing what's actually happening, whether we know it consciously or not, to transform us. So let's practice it. A shorter discussion this week because we can't talk about doing nothing for too long or it turns into doing something and now we just have to do it. Now we just have to do nothing. So this is the point in the Awareness Offerings podcast where we sit for meditative practice. And if you're not in a position where you can sit in contemplation for a moment, you might want to pause the podcast and come back in a bit. If you're coming along now, I will invite you to get your body into a comfortable seated position any seat at all, as long as you can lengthen your spine, the center line of your body so that you have space for your nervous system and your energy. That's what the spine holds. So long spine, but however you position your arms and legs, whether you're on the floor, on a cushion or a pillow or blanket, with your back to the wall, with blocks or pillows under your knees, or on a chair or on your bed, just finding your long spine. And as you find that seat, you might settle into it by closing your eyes or again, softening your gaze, just looking softly down the tip of your nose or at the floor, but choosing any soft gaze as a, as a gesture of turning your awareness toward yourself in the moment that you are in, rather than looking forward, looking ahead, looking for the purpose of meeting the next goal and getting to the next thing, looking inward for the purpose of being where you are. You might use the tool of breath awareness as another way to support your practice of being where you are. Thich Nhat Hanh teaches that the breath brings the mind and body together. My interpretation of that is that it is centering and steadying to bring our mind, our body, and our awareness into one place. And the present moment sensation of breathing in and breathing out can help us do that. Now, you don't have to change the way that you're breathing at all. You just begin to take in how your breath is right now. Is it deep? Is it a little shallow? Is it slow? Is Is it quick? Can you feel the temperature as perhaps cool air comes in through your nose and warm air moves out through your nose? Maybe you listen to the sound of the breath, like the wind or like water or just the faintest whisper. If you're connecting to your breath, whatever you do to kind of come into a relationship with this process of breathing, again, to bring your mind, body and awareness into the same place which is here in the moment that you're in. If it doesn't feel calming to try to focus on your breath, perhaps focus on something else you can notice right now. Maybe a sound in the room. You might you know, gaze softly around you and look at something that you see in the room. You might feel a sensation like your tailbone against the surface that you're sitting on or the clothes against the surface of your skin. Just doing what you can to bring your awareness to something that is happening right now. To start to give your mind the tools to unwind the pervasive pattern of gotta get to the next thing, gotta figure out what to do, gotta meet that goal. 
unwinding that pattern as a way of learning to do nothing as a presence practice. And I say unwinding that pattern not to imply that all we have to do is focus on our breath for a moment and then it's done. It is an ingrained pattern. It is one that is conditioned into our minds from an early age because of the nature of the very world we live in. The world around us is made of this kind of goal-oriented energy. So it's not so easy just to let that go and do something different. Doing something different is how we transform, but it's not easy or always comfortable. And I offer that to ask you to have some grace with yourself if it feels like it's hard to just focus on your breath or do nothing. If it's uncomfortable, if it doesn't come easily, of course it doesn't, and that's okay. But you're taking the first step, if you will, even though we're trying to do nothing, (laughs) metaphorically taking the first step to unwinding that pattern so that you can be where you are. And one of the ways that the discomfort with doing nothing and being in the moment might show up is through the mind, the busy nature of the mind. The mind is like that anyway because it's made to make meaning and analyze to keep us safe, but that's only compounded by the conditioning and busy kind of life, the conditioning we receive and the busy kind of life that we live. So know that it's natural if your mind doesn't want to stop and if you keep having thoughts as you go into a meditative space and you can have grace for yourself around that as well. If you notice that you have stepped away from your breath or from whatever you are using to keep your awareness in the moment or to invite your awareness into the moment, first know that the act of noticing is powerful. That awareness that your mind has gone somewhere else is powerful because you then have the choice to bring it back. So when you notice that you are on a train of thoughts and you are kind of to one side of the present moment, whether it's past or future or just somewhere else entirely, you can just say not now to yourself, which is a tool that comes from my primary teacher, Majaya Sati Bhagavati. Just say not now as a way of saying, I'm not going to think about that right now, without judgment, but with clarity. You say not now, and then you might add in, I'm here. Just not now to the thoughts, and then recentering with the, the affirmation, saying to yourself, I'm here. As in, I don't have to be in my thoughts. I don't have to be in the next moment. I don't have to figure it out. I'm just here. Not now. I'm here. Not now, I'm here. Connecting back to your breath or to a sound or to your body, whatever reminds you of what is right here. 
And once you've said not now to your mind a few times, and it is perhaps easier to understand that your mind doesn't have to be the biggest thing in your meditation, even if it's busy, you do still have the the agency to return to your moment. Even if it feels like you're jumping back and forth over and over, every time you're jumping back, you're teaching yourself how to meditate. But once it does feel like it's easier to understand that your mind is not the most important thing in meditation, you might shift those words that you're saying to yourself. You might instead say, I'm here doing nothing. I'm here doing nothing. You might breathe it in if you want to link to your breath, inhaling the affirmation in your mind, I'm here doing nothing. Exhaling, I'm here doing nothing. I'm here doing nothing. I'm here doing nothing. I'm here doing nothing. And if you have a sense of body awareness, you don't have to. It's something that is cultivated over time um, and is not always easy or straightforward. But if you do feel a sense of body awareness, you might notice in your body how it feels to affirm to yourself that you're here doing nothing. You're sitting still. You're being quiet. Those things are happening and do have a settling effect. So you might notice what that feels like in your body or in your heart, the center of your chest, if it feels okay to have that heart awareness or even in your mind. You've given your mind something to focus on, these words, kind of like a toy to play with, to distract it from the constant buzz of thoughts. And it might feel like you are less beholden to that constant buzz of thoughts now. So just taking a moment of reflection to notice what it feels like to affirm for yourself, I'm here, doing nothing. I'm here. Doing nothing. I'm here. Doing nothing. And then we'll shift the affirmation one more time. Breathing in, perhaps, if you're linking it with your breath. Aimlessly, I receive 
this moment. And breathing out aimlessly, I receive this moment. Aimlessly, I receive this moment. Aimlessly, I receive this moment. Just affirming that by practicing aimlessness, we have more space to take in where we are, not needing to be anywhere or anyone else. Aimlessly, I receive this moment. 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 And perhaps it's also an affirmation that you can be aimless. No agenda. There's nothing you have to do to earn what is here in the present moment. To earn your way or figure out your way into it. Just being into it. Remembering it through stillness and aimlessness. Aimlessly, I receive this moment. Aimlessly, I receive this moment. And you might take some time for self-observation, which is another tool of presence when we can witness ourselves and our experience of the moment. It can be easier to feel in the moment. And so here, you might witness what this particular practice has, what effect it's had, if any, of being aimless and receiving the moment. So notice how you feel. Body, mind, heart, or wherever you have awareness right now. And as you feel your moment and your practice for a few more breaths, I will offer that in doing nothing, you have, in fact, done something. You have done a practice. You sat. You meditated. You met yourself. You opened to the moment. Maybe you made contact with the moment. And that is something. In doing nothing, you have done your practice. And it matters. 
From here, I'll invite you to take a breath in through your nose and a sigh through your mouth to ground and release. Consider two more rounds of that breath. One more. And when you're ready, you can begin to blink your eyes open and move your body around. Just coming into the space around you transitioning from the formal stillness of intentional meditation and noticing how you are you know how it feels to transition into life as we think of it you know sort of quote-unquote regular day-to-day life and another thing that Thich Nhat Hanh teaches about is the fact that our meditation practice these formal moments of sitting are made to translate into every moment of life. So I'm curious on behalf of you and me and all of us, what aimlessness, what doing nothing, even for a moment, will look like for us and how it will keep us resourced and taken care of as the present moment has the capacity to do for us. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram.